It's Monday, November 23rd, and this is the 25th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. Saturday, November 21st, we had UFC 255 in Las Vegas, Nevada at the UFC Apex. And I did end up watching the event. Uh, you know, it it was great. I really enjoyed it up and down the whole entire card. Not only the main card, but the prelims as well were very entertaining. And uh, I'll jump right into, you know, the main card and right into the main event. Uh, Davison Figueredo looked like the dominant fighter we expected him to be. Um, you know, he's 20-1. and one. I think that loss was just kind of that, you know, hiccup in his career thus far and uh he's gonna be dominant until someone really comes and proves him otherwise um and you know he finished Perez in the first round uh they didn't start off slow they came off striking uh pretty hard you know Figueredo and so did Perez they were throwing heavy leg shots at each other and uh you know as soon as that fight kind of hit the ground, Figueredo put that guillotine in and it was done from there. Um, and Figueredo, you know, he looks good. He defeated Benavides twice in his past two fights. He just finished Perez really fast. Perez is obviously a very experienced fighter and he's tough. He's 24 and now six uh, with this loss that he just got on his record. And, um, you know, Figueredo looks unbelievable. He does. He looks very solid, and it's crazy. I mean, I'm going to say the only guys who I think could beat him are there's two, and one's not in the, the UFC anymore in Demetrius Johnson. He's over at one championship. And then you have Henry Cejudo, who I don't know if will ever fight at the flyweight division ever again you know 125 pounds i mean he's he's not 125 pounds anymore i always thought that you know he kind of looked good at 135 he was able to carry that mass um but now you know he's been retired he looks like he gained some weight and i think if he does come back he's probably only gonna fight alexander volkanovsky which will be at 145 so what does he need to weigh you know 20 pounds lighter for uh, you know, I think Figueredo is going to need to be really dominant in order to get Cejudo to come back. I do think Cejudo, if there's anyone who could get down to the weight, uh, being as heavy as he is, it's Cejudo. But, um, you know, it's tough. I, I, I think Figueredo is going to have to defend probably like four times. Um, that'll be five, you know, five uh, defenses, you know. A title win over Benavides. He really beat Benavides twice for the title. So, you know, he, he it'll be dominant if he can get another four d- uh, defenses. And then maybe he can get Cejudo to come down and try and do that mega fight. Now, what's next for Figueredo? It, uh, you know, obviously, Brandon Moreno. Uh, he just defeated Brandon Royval. Um, I'll you know, dive into that fight once we get there. But uh, that's definitely what's next for Figueredo. And, you know, the UFC kind of already said that. Uh, They're keeping Figueredo in the United States. He's not going to fly back to Brazil. And they're going to turn around and have him fight, I believe, on UFC pay-per-view 256. Um, So that should be interesting. You know, the title fight 
in the bantamweight division between Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling got canceled due to undisclosed reasons behind Peter Yan. So as of now, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno is going to be the only title fight on that card as of right now. Um, it's the biggest fight on that card as of right now. So we will see. Um, the other fight, big fight on it, is going to be Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira. That'll take place at UFC 256. So, so you know, we have a lot coming in the future. But I just want to tell you what's next for Figueredo and that, you know, they're going to turn him right around. He's going to fight again. You know, and obviously he had a quick finish in round one. You know, he's unhurt. Same with Moreno. And, uh, you know, I'll dive into that a little bit. But... We have some exciting things in the 125 division, and it's no longer, at least in my opinion, and I think starting to become the opinion of other people, that it's a division where people are starting to realize and know about. It's not that unknown division anymore. So moving on into the co-main event, uh, in the women's flyweight division, you had Valentina Shevchenko defeating Jennifer Maya by unanimous decision, and I thought Valentina looked very, very good. You know, she kind of said she just took the fight wherever it would go. Um, Obviously, she had a knee injury. This is the first fight since she's had it. Um, Not in the fight, but she had a knee injury previously. She had surgery, and then she had to recover, and now she's she just fought um so this is the first fight since that injury and uh you know maybe the first round or so it took her a little bit to get back into you know fighting uh she normally is very uh active and you know she had to take a little time off to to recover but uh she looked very good and once she got going she got going um in my opinion you know maya looked good she looked tough she definitely proved she is a tough fighter um and she probably gave shevchenko one of her toughest fights that shevchenko has won um but obviously shevchenko is just legit and you saw it she's very good she won every round except one which she lost the second round and that was basically because of clinch control and a little bit of jennifer maya getting a takedown and you know kind of just not dominating but controlling on top uh shevchenko always stayed busy um Shevchenko got five takedowns and recorded nine and a half minutes of, uh, you know, control time and obviously dominated in the striking department with, you know, 46 headshots over 22 of Maya's and, you know, 13 uh, body shots compared to Maya's 10. And, uh, you know, neither fighter really attacked the legs too much. Um, but Shevchenko obviously proving that she's one of the most dominant, you know, women fighters in the UFC. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't think Valentina gets as much credit as she should. Um, she's ranked the number three pound for pound woman fighter, you know, in the UFC. I think she should be number two over Weili Zhang. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, obviously she's not the GOAT of the women's, you know, division because of Amanda Nunez, um, or, you know, top of the pound per pound list, but, I don't think Shevchenko gets the the credit she deserves. I mean, this is, you know, I think her fourth or fifth title defense. So she's getting up there in numbers of title defenses. She's going to continue to defend that title. Um, I think, you know, the next fight for her is going to be Jessica Andrade, uh, obviously, because Andrade defeated Catelyn Trichakian, um and in a convincing fashion, too. So obviously that fight makes sense, and I think 
Valentina knows that. And uh, unfortunately for Andrade, uh, I you know, Andrade has power. Andrade is skilled. But I just think Shevchenko is too good. Even though it, it might be a little bit of a tough fight, I think Shevchenko will get it done. Um, I just do. I think Shevchenko is that good. And, uh, and obviously another impressive performance. And I think she'll turn around relatively quick. She says she feels good. She's healthy. So I think we could see her relatively early next year. So in the welterweight division, you had Mike Perry losing to Tim Means. And, you know, I knew Perry, obviously Perry's got some stuff going on personally, you know, with his life. But I didn't realize how much he really was throwing this whole camp. You know, he, he fought well considering you know i he he missed weight on purpose it seems you know he's eating cheeseburgers and stuff during you know like uh leading up to the fight and not really taking it serious um and you know he didn't he missed weight by a good amount i i I, a little over like i think five pounds and um you know he threw it he threw it away i think perry won the first round and lost the second and then you know the last round was going to be close but i do think means picked up that last round and uh you know it happens uh a close round is a close round but perry threw the fight and i think if perry took the fight seriously took the camp seriously i think he would have kicked the shit out of tim means i think he's obviously the better fighter he was stronger he dominated on the ground when he got that first takedown and controlled it um he was taking shots and he just looked like he hasn't really sparred or take things seriously. And, uh, you know, he was taking a lot of damage and I think he could have won the fight if he takes it seriously. I don't know what his deal is. Maybe he wants to get fired. Maybe he wants to fight celebrity fights and get out of the UFC. I don't really know what he wants. Maybe he wants more money. I don't know what the hell's going on, but he could have beat Tim means, um, and unfortunately, Perry picked up another loss because he didn't take this seriously. Not that he hasn't taken other fights seriously, but I just don't know what's going on with him. He's got to get his shit together. And for Tim Means, you know, he's 31 and 12 and 1. You know, I'm, I, there's not much there for him. Perry had a little bit of a future going, but he's kind of throwing down that down the toilet. So, you know, I don't know what's there for him. But you had Catlin Trukakian picking up a great win over Cynthia Calvillo. Kind of doing what I thought she would do. Use that reach to her advantage and just outstrike Calvillo. And she looked very good winning every round, picking up a dis- unanimous decision win. And, uh, you know, she's kind of that gatekeeper of the division. And she seems to be okay with that. You know, she's the number two ranked fighter. And I think she's going to probably fight Lauren, Lauren Murphy next. And, uh you know why not if she wants to just fight make money keep active let her be the gatekeeper she's a great fighter if valentina shevchenko wasn't there she probably would have been a champion maybe you know obviously she just lost the jessica andrade but she could have potentially won a championship in that division if shevchenko didn't exist so in the first fight of the night yeah in the light heavyweight division paul craig beat the shit out of Marcio uh, Rua, Shogun. You know, I was a little pissed off by Shogun's performance. Um, He looked slow. He didn't look great. Craig looked phenomenal, honestly. He looked great, sharp. Uh, He's young. He's 14 and 4 and 1. Obviously, he's facing an older, experienced Shogun, but um, just dominated him, really. 
And, uh, you know, in the second round, he beat the shit out of him and uh, Shogun tapped like a bitch. I really just was disappointed in Shogun. I had him. I thought he was going to do well, especially with how the first fight went. And he just disappointed me. That's why I'm speaking so badly of him. Uh, Dana White says he thinks Shogun should retire. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know what his contract's like. And Paul Craig, throw him another good fighter in that light heavyweight division. Let him climb. Let's see what he can do. Um, he's ranked 15. He's going to take Shogun's spot at 14. So we'll see, you know, maybe give him a Ryan Spann or Jim Crute, but oh God, Jimmy Crute would probably knock the shit out of him. That might be an all right fight though, but I think Crute could definitely face a top fighter. I I'm high on Crute. Anyway, so the last prelim of the night, you had Brandon Marino, Moreno defeating Brandon Royval uh, by K- TKO, but obviously Royval's shoulder popped out of its socket and Moreno took advantage and started ground and pound. I would have said that round would have went to Moreno regardless of Royval's shoulder. Uh, you know, Moreno controlled the ground. He had two takedowns and, you know, he slightly outstruck Royval. And uh, I would have gave him that round. And I probably think Moreno would have continued to win that fight regardless just how it was going. You had uh, an impressive knockout by Joaquin Buckley over Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright's young. He needed a loss. He was he was 11-0. This will only get him better. He's going to continue. Uh, he's going to get better. They're both in the middleweight division. They're both jacked for the division. Uh, Joaquin... Uh, Hakeem Buckley, obviously great performance. I think what's next for him is James Krause. They're talking shit. Let's see that fight. I think it'd be very entertaining. They both have great striking. It would be an exciting fight. And for Jordan Wright, get back in there. He's going to rebound, and he, he's going to look good. Uh, he's, this loss will help him grow as a fighter, so I'm excited to see him get back in there. And uh, Antonia Shevchenko, uh, Valentina's sister, looked very good as well. You know, she moves to 9-2. and two. She defeated Irene Lipsky uh, by KO. You know, she dominated the ground in a fight where Lipsky was told to, that you know, was said to have the uh, ground advantage. Um, and Shevchenko did, you know, outstrike her, but she decided to take the fight to the ground. And she dominated and got the finish. So she looked good. I'm excited to see her continue to fight in the flyweight division and maybe if valentina moves up or valentina eventually retires maybe antonia could uh or antonina could uh take over that division you know she obviously has a great training partner in her sister so it should be interesting and you know otherwise the whole entire card was really good. I, I enjoyed watching the Allen uh, Javan fight versus Jared Gooden. He picked up a unanimous decision. It was pretty entertaining. And uh, Kyle Dawkins looked phenomenal over Dustin Schultz. Uh, Schultz fuss. Um, and the first fight of the night was also very entertaining. I loved that fight. Uh, you know, you had uh, Sasha Palatinev, uh get hurt in the beginning of the round by Louis Kashe and eventually come back and win by uh, TKO in round three. So overall, it was a great card up and down, early prelims, prelims, and then the main card 
it was great fight. Um, you know, next we're gonna have Derek Lewis versus versus Curtis Blades on next week's fight night. I'm excited for that. There's a couple of good fights. You know, we got a lot of good fights in the December uh, lineup up and down the whole entire month. So that should be fun. And today they announced officially Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. You know, it was about time. It's going to take place at UFC uh, pay-per-view in January. So I'm excited. Um, you know, I love when Conor fights. He's one of my favorite fighters. I'm excited. That was UFC 255 recap. I'll catch you guys later this week. We also have Tyson versus Jones coming up next weekend. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was episode 25.